0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is very much enjoying this mild winter, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing quite well. Look, it's always nice when we have lighter snow. It's nice out. It's like 40 degrees here, Trevor. I think it's 40 by you too. I mean, look, it's it's always nice when it's nice, And, and that might sound repetitive, but it's true. We like the sun um here on this podcast of course we have the third member of our podcast as always and that is of course ben o'brien ben how are you today hopefully you have good weather as well
2: yeah man it's like 55 here um i can't complain it's pretty nice out yeah yeah you know
1: and we we had a uh, quite a week in sports we ended the nfl season um we're currently in uh all-star weekend for the nba a lot of good college basketball stuff going on. So, we definitely have a great pod to get to. Um, so, let's get right into it. Of course, we got to do a little bit of a recap on the Super Bowl. Um, I definitely personally have some thoughts on this game. Trevor, is there anything you want to talk about Super Bowl related?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton to talk about, right? Like, it, I don't know, where do I start? But, um, yeah, the, the Chiefs get the victory 38 35. Um, a close game throughout. Obviously, the Eagles. You know, they they had that 24-14 lead going into halftime. It seemed like pretty much everything was clicking for them. I mean, the Chiefs were having a very hard time getting a stop at all. The Eagles were were playing very well. Jalen Hurts had had uh, a couple really nice— the pass to A.J. Brown in particular was was pretty incredible. It's like, what do you even do if you're a defense on that play? Jalen Hurts was playing very well, and Mahomes went down with— it seems like he re-injured the ankle, you know. He went down late in the second quarter— and I think I was starting to wonder, like, man, is this is this just going to be too much for the Chiefs? Like, how are they going to adjust at halftime and come back when they can't seem to stop this Eagles defense? But And also, like, how, how is Mahomes going to look in the second half? Like, I had a lot of questions about that. And um, in the second half, they came back. They made the adjustments that were necessary. And over and over again, it just seems like the Chiefs coaching staff had the advantage over the Eagles coaching staff particularly um, in the battle of the Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening and you're a big NFL fan, you saw clips circulating on, you know, TV or maybe on social media where people were breaking down how Andy Reid and, you know, the Chiefs coaching staff kind of beat the Eagles. I think the one thing that was really interesting that I, I enjoyed watching clips of is how the Eagles, um, you know, when, when the Chiefs send guys in motion, they would send like... Uh, I think it was, like, Juju, or they did it with a couple different guys, um, Kadarius Tony as well. They send them in, there, like, a jet sweep motion, and how the Eagles, like, switch. Like, the corner uh, goes up and, like, kind of takes the place of the safety. The safety goes down on the other side of the field to kind of cover and, and make up for that jet sweep. And that was how Kadarius Toney got his touchdown, um, where he was uncovered. You know, he did, like, a fake. He went to go to the jet sweep from the right going across the left. And he, you know, he just turned back and had the wide open touchdown. And they did the same thing on their following touchdown. And it was just like, this is a master class in coaching. So th- I think that was my main takeaway from the game is like the Chiefs coaching staff, like this was just an absolute master class. And I, um, I'm just so impressed um, by how phenomenal um, Andy Reid and his staff did in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, look the Chiefs were the better team I also want to point out because I think it's important to talk about this really important I think Ben you already know what I'm going to say out of all the games we predicted every playoff game I only got two games wrong I only got two games wrong across every single playoff game the Bengals were involved in both of them um, so, I hate your team, Ben. But besides that, I got every game right. I got this game right, too. It was a close
2: you, game. You No, you, you can't even take credit <sighs> for that cookie? because, literally, in your prediction, you said I was going to pick the Eagles, but since Brandon <laughs> yeah. and Trevor picked them, I'm going to pick <laughs> no, the Eagles. No, no, no. So, I'm talking <laughs> so about that's our ridiculous article. I'm ta- no, no, no. Hold on. Reason. I'm talking
1: about our article, which, if you haven't read it, you should go take a look at. I picked the Chiefs because I literally said in the article, I was like, when we did that on the podcast, I was joking. I was just going through the motions. But then I started to believe it. And I have that written down before the game started. So, I don't want that. We have proof. I said. And you in- also
2: said I was. I was leaning towards the like. You used us. You have the advantage of reading what our responses are. We didn't get to. I didn't get to read yours and Trevor's responses before I wrote mine. That's not fair. I, I was picking so the Chiefs. I was picking the Chiefs
1: before that because I after I did the exercise on the pod, I was like, you know I what? Believe I believe you. the Chiefs actually will win. And I I wrote that. And first of all, you don't know if I read your responses first. You have no clue if I do that.
2: <laughs> you, you literally said in your writing that you read the, our responses as before you typed it. <laughs>
1: I don't remember that. We don't need to go check, though. So. <laughs> Nevertheless, I did predict the Chiefs to win. And I, 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 there's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, both of these teams played really darn well. Uh, both these teams played really well. It ultimately came down to the, the, the Chiefs' you know, changes they made in the second half and the ability to get down the field uh, when the Eagles weren't able to do so as much. Um I think the uh the Eagles one game definitely costed them a little bit. Jalen Hurts had a great run game, but they couldn't get anyone else really going. Um, obviously, honestly Jalen Hurts had an amazing game. Um, Mahomes also had an amazing game. He had a perfect passer rating in this game. So I, I I've seen like a lot of people like say like Hurts should have won MVP and that like he outplayed Mahomes. I mean that's like him outplaying Mahomes is a pretty ridiculous statement. I, I mean, Mahomes had a perfect passer rating, and, and and they came back and won this game. You know, he only had six incompletions in the game. Yeah, he didn't have three hundred yards, but they they threw the he threw the ball eleven times less than than Jalen Hurts, and they had the ball for like ten less minutes or something. Um, so they had the ball for eleven less minutes. So. I I think Mahomes played an excellent, excellent game. So did Jalen Hurts. They both played great games, and they both were well-deserving to win that game. I also want to talk about the call at the end of the game real quick, because I know a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on this call. I, I think the refs did a really great job in this game, including this final call. And we obviously saw, I'm sure everyone saw, that Bradbury admitted. He's like, no, I held them. I hope he got away with it. I love that out of Bradbury, that he he kind of came out after that, took accountability, and was like, that's on me. I did hold him. Like, you know, I, I wish I got away with it, but I didn't. person I do want to put on my on my doo-doo list is Juju Smith-Schuster. That tweet, you know what I'm talking about, Ben, right? Uh, that tweet that yeah. he had?
2: Yeah, he's the worst. That
1: tweet is yeah. disrespectful. You do not do that. I do not mess with that at all. Juju, you're on my doo-doo list, all right? I don't like that. But if we're being honest, it was the correct call. It's it's annoying. I, I I texted you guys this during the game. It's the correct call. But would I call it in the game? No. You don't call that in like a big moment like that. You know, and obviously you could. Like the flip side is, but it's the correct call. You know, and I think you guys would agree with you know at least that you wouldn't call it in the game because you just don't call that in a big moment. Now, would the chief or would the Eagles have won because the call wasn't made? I don't know. We're not going to know that. But nevertheless, the Chiefs did win. The call ended up being right, and I think, as a you know, in totality, they called a good game. Everyone played a good game. People are like, "Oh, the Super Bowl was ruined off this call." No, it wasn't. It was a wonderful game where both teams are really, really, really great. Um, and I had a great time watching the Super Bowl. Ben, any thoughts on the Super Bowl?
2: Um, yeah, it was a good game. I didn't, I didn't want either team to win, so either you know, regardless of the outcome, I was going to be upset. Um, Patrick Mahomes is really good at football and It's really annoying, and it's, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, which is like the worst thing ever. Yeah, so Ben,
1: we I, I think I don't know.
2: I've, i I the, the second the game ended, I was like, All right, I'm over it. I'm over, I'm over Patrick Mahomes. I think he's uh, amazing, he's fun to watch again. He's he's the Steph Curry of the is. NBA of the NFL, he's fun to watch, but I hate him because he's costing my the, the people that I'm rooting for championships, and it bothers me a lot. I
1: think, Ben, your team a little less than my team, but my team's in a little bit of trouble because um, at least you have Joe Burrow, you know. Well, I mean he hasn't fully yeah. signed yet, but he's gonna sign. So at least you guys have Joe Burrow locked down. Ravens don't have any quarterback right now. So, you know, we're 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 getting worried. We're getting worried over there.
2: They haven't had a quarterback in five years, dude. I don't you know mean? about all that.
1: But um I'm I'm definitely worried we got we gotta play Mahomes for the next eight years, which is gonna be uh tough, to say the least. It's gonna be tough to beat him.
2: Well luckily luckily as as the second best team in the division, you only have to play him once every three years. So there's that. Yeah,
1: I mean we'll, we'll have to see if, you know, if Lamar played the full season. Uh I don't think the Bengals would have won the division. But look, that's neither here nor there. That's not the conversation we're having at hand. Um leaving the Super Bowl here, both these teams obviously have um, you know, uh an interesting outlook here. Is there anything you want to talk about about both these teams' outlooks, Trevor, going forward, you know, past the Super Bowl? Well, I, I kind of want to stay on the game
0: itself real quick because I, I want to talk about the call. Um, Well, I want to talk about the call and then uh, one other thing. But So with the call itself, I, I think... Like, my ultimate point is, like, just be consistent. So that one call that they made, I didn't like because I felt like they were calling it... Like, they weren't calling it too tight all game, and it felt like that was a call that kind of contradicted the way the rest of the game had been called. So that that was my issue. Like they we saw the replay, especially the one angle that showed the clear jersey pull. It was like, "Okay, yes, hold for sure." It just it, it was a little annoying that it seemed inconsistent and obviously this doesn't have anything to do with the officiating being right or wrong, but it completely stalled the, the vibe of how great the game was at the end, and it kind of made what was an incredible game up to that point have a little bit of a flat ending. So that, that was my frustration. At the end of the day, the call is not the reason the Chiefs won. The Chiefs won because they were the better coach team. Matt, Patrick Mahomes made zero mistakes. He was phenomenal the entire game, and... I mean, I mean, that's kind of what it was. I mean, the Eagles, on paper, were the more talented team. I came into that thing last week. I was saying, the or last week, the week before, I was like, the Eagles, on paper, they're the better team. They have the better roster. They have the better team, the offensive line, matchup, all that stuff. They are better on paper. But, like, when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, that coaching staff, you can overcome a talent gap like that. And that's what happened, I think, in this game. the The only blind spot for me... The only part that I thought was really surprising was I I was very surprised that the Eagles defensive line could not get hardly any pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I was very surprised mm-hmm. about that. There was not a single sack. So that was the biggest thing I think I got wrong was the fact that this Eagles defensive line just didn't really, you know, play to what I the potential that I thought they could. I mean, credit to the Chiefs offensive line. They did really well.
1: So I actually I talked about this on the uh the podcast where we were like giving both sides Two things that I think went really, really wrong for the Eagles. Number one is the turnover category. They've won the turnover battle in almost every game this season, and they also have mm-hmm. had the most turnovers out of any team this season and the most sacks. In this game, they lost the turnover battle, and they had no sacks. And I talked about yeah. that in the podcast. I was like, I don't think they're going to do as good of a job in those two categories, and that's what they get to cost them, and obviously it did at the end. Ben, any mm-hmm. final thoughts uh, before we kind of move on here?
2: No, I'm over it. Awesome. <laughs> Let's move
1: on. So I'm going to put a link to this or I don't know, do we write an article? I, this is probably pre-website. Um, but we obviously had our preseason NFL ratings that we kind of wanted to go through a little bit here Trevor. Um, and just kind of discuss look at our bad takes. If I didn't write an article, I'll post an article with our ratings, just like a quick picture of it or something. Um, I think that's that, that's reasonable, right? Like that's 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 sufficient enough. Right, yeah,
0: sure. I, I think we just had a graphic of our like preseason rankings.
1: Yes, yeah. We we had a do, I, we probably put it on Twitter somewhere. Or I'll like post the graphic yeah. or something, um, so you guys can see uh these ratings. But Trevor, we uh we had some not good takes, some very bad takes. Absolutely. Um, what what really speaks out to you about these ratings? Because I can name like ten things.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't have your yours in front of me, Brandon, but I do have mine, and okay. I had quite a few teams. Obviously, I think most people, um, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers, um, all underachieved greatly. The Rams, from Super Bowl champions to not making the playoffs, obviously they had uh, you know some big injuries, but a, a big underachievement there. The Packers, um, obviously a team that was the one seed last year in the playoffs, they underachieved. They couldn't even make the playoffs. They almost did on the last week, but... Couldn't quite get there, and then obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady didn't play as well. They had offensive line injuries, their offensive their offense was just uh, you know, very boring and, and it was bad. We can say it, Trevor.
1: It's okay. It was bad.
0: It was it was bad. Maybe. Um so the Bucks were they underachieved. And then the other team that I have to mention, and Ben Ben was right about this the whole time, the Denver Broncos. They massively underachieved. They ended up being one of the worst teams in the league, pretty much. I mean. So that that's just another one that I th- I had the Broncos ranked ninth in my preseason poll. Um, the other three teams, the Rams, I had, I had the Rams four, the Packers six, and the Bucks seven. So obviously none of those teams were top ten teams. I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean a couple other bad ones that me and you both had. I had the Raiders at twelve. You had them at eleven. Uh, we had the Cardinals at twelve and thirteen. Uh, you had the Colts at 13, I had the Colts at 17. That was bad. I had the Eagles at 14, you had them at 16. Then if we go really bad... Oh my gosh. Yeah, if we go really bad, I had the Giants at 28. You had the Giants at 24, obviously they did much better than that. Um, yeah. I mean, the biggest one probably is the Rams. I had the Rams at 2, Uh, Trevor, and you had them Ooh. at 4. Uh, so, yeah, rough, mm. rough stuff there. Um, it's interesting like how it's just crazy the NFL is such an insane league. I mean, like, if you look at our rankings, they're so messed there's like so many things on here that I'm like, what on earth were we thinking? You know? But some things yeah. like we got right, you know, like I have the Texans as the worst team. They they were the worst team. You <laughs> had them at thirty one. So yeah. uh Panthers we had both low. Um Commanders were low. Where'd you have
2: the Lions? Where were the Lions at?
1: Lions in I had at twenty five and Trevor had at thirty. Yeah. Um, Okay. Which we were probably uh, both too low on them. The Lions really weren't a bad team. Um, They almost made the playoffs themselves. They're definitely that's a team that's gonna do well in like two years. Like I, I think they will be competing in two years. Maybe not for a Super Bowl, but could be competitive. Um, I'm trying to think if we had anything else. I don't know. That was kind of that kind of wraps up what we had really bad. I mean, some of the good things we had. We I had the Niners tenth. Uh, you had the Niners uh, tenth. We had the Cowboys at. Eleven and fourteen. The Bengals. I had at six. Trevor, you I had at three.
0: I was like lock. The Bengals is my proudest moment. I was. I think the Bengals were the third best team this season. So, I, yeah. I, if we're, if we're no, doing they, a postseason they, they, they ranking, the, the Bengals.
1: I would put third. Yeah. They they were the third best team. One hundred percent. Um. I, I I remember telling you guys before the playoffs. I was like, I think the Chiefs and the Bengals are in their own like tier, and the Bills are like right after them.
2: Um, and it seems like that's going to be kind of the theme. except who'd you pick to who'd you pick to win between the Bills and the Bengals? I, I did I did <laughs> pick the, the I did pick back. the uh, I did
0: pick the Bills. He he said that maybe in week fifteen, and then by the playoff time, then he picked the Bills.
1: I well because the the Bengals had an interesting arc. I think the, the first couple games, you know, I ended up to line they, injuries. They didn't they didn't do so they weren't doing so hot, and then they really turned it around. They won like nine in a row, and there was a point where I was like, Ten. I don't think the Bengals are going to lose a game. Um, I think the game that got canceled, that's kind of when it shifted a little bit, where they started to get more injuries leading to, into that game. And I feel like there was like a three-game stretch, bend where the Bengals had like one big injury a game. Um, and specifically yeah. to their old line where they got hit hard. Uh, and I, I think that obviously kind of costed them in the end. I've seen some pretty bad takes about the Bengals, where people were like, they should retool the offensive line again. I don't think the old line was the problem. They just got hurt at the end, right? They got hurt, yeah. Right, Ben. Like I, I, I've seen some people say some weird takes uh, about like retooling the line, and I'm like, I, I, just think they needed to be healthy, and they, they. I mean, I don't know if they would have beaten the Chiefs necessarily, but they, they, they came close to beating them. I mean, they definitely would have had a way better shot, if not, you know, like a, a favorite chance to win. I mean, I think were the Bengals favored in in the Chiefs game or no?
2: No, it was no. two and a half or three to the Chiefs, okay. I think. But it went back and forth all week. Yeah, I know. They, I know that game's favorite. pretty
1: much a toss up. I mean, the, the the Bengals are really yeah. good, really, really good. Uh, I think the tough thing is that the the in in terms of longevity, the Chiefs are in this post Mahomes contract team. Like the team will not have to drastically change. The Bengals have like one, probably two more years of this current team, and then, you know, like. Higgins probably will have to be cut. Jesse Bates probably won't stay. They're, they're gonna have to lose some guys. So it'll be what interesting. What do you mean Higgins see... will be
0: cut? Higgins I think Higgins is a top like six receiver. That dude's incredible. Oh I wanted Higgins. to talk
1: about this. We're getting a little off track, but before Super Bowl week, Ben, did you see this stuff where people were like AJ Brown and uh and Devontae Smith are as good as Chase and Higgins? And I was like, "What Chase and Higgins are you watching? I mean, that's that I think is the best duo receivers in the NFL. Did
0: Brown, you see? Brown you know what is, I'm talking about? Ben? Brown Brown's pretty darn good, but no, they're not as good. As I
1: those. I like Brown and Smith a lot. I I think they're great. Higgins could be a number one receiver. He's gonna get paid like a number one receiver somewhere. Um, maybe the even Patriots. the Bengals. I mean, we'll see. The Patriots. Bring him to the Patriots. I don't please. Think the Patriots don't don't they aren't <laughs> gonna pay for receivers. He's gonna go to like a bad team probably. He's gonna go to like a like a Raiders or nah, the, the Bengals. Like a, I could see them. him going to like the Chargers. Somewhere like there is where I could see him going. I doubt that. You think the Patriots are gonna pay for T Higgins? He's gonna be like twelve million a year or something.
0: Probably not. Well, the I mean the Bengals should. The Bengals should do everything in their They're power. They're not gonna
1: to again. Them. They have to make decisions. Burrow and you know when's when's Burrow's contract up? It's. Uh, when's his fifth year? Is it this coming year or is it next year?
2: No, he's entering his fourth year. So,
1: they, they have two years of no contract. So, you know, they can... Yeah. Uh, Back-end deal is gonna be rough. If they could get him on, like, a two-year deal, which won't happen, then, like, that would be great. But, I just think logistically... I mean, Ben, what do you think? Do you think logistically it could work out?
2: What, with, with T. Jamar and Joe Burrow? Yeah. Um... It would be tough. I mean, I'm sure they can, could do but it. But it would require it would require at least at the very least T. Higgins to take less money than what he's worth. And it's just a matter of does he want to do that? And then you don't see that happen very often in the NFL. No. So I don't I mean it's possible, but I don't know if it's realistic.
1: It's tough in the NFL for because, like for example in like the NBA, the mid tier players get a lot of money based on how like the salary cap's set up. And the NFL, your career is so short. And when you're able to cash in, it's tough not to cash in. The only exception is like the quarterback position because they get paid so much money. Um, but I think receivers, especially the amount that they get banged up, it's tough to not take a big contract. I think it's going to be hard for them to keep Higgins. They'll definitely, I think, a hundred percent will keep Chase, and obviously they're going to keep Burrow too. Like I think those are pretty obvious. But Ch- Higgins is probably gone, probably. Um, but say we're getting off track here. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to go yeah. too much into that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What are we off to next, Trevor? Next, let's well, I get... Wanted to,
0: I wanted oh, to want ask to get... another
1: question. Yeah, yeah. Go um, ahead. Go ahead.
0: Because, so, like, if we're looking forward to next season, right? Like, I think the Chiefs in this Super Bowl, and really this, in the entire playoff run, but especially the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs proved that they can win, obviously, in a number of different ways, and I don't see I don't see the Chiefs, like, be not being one of the best two or three teams anytime soon. I think that they're going to be... One of the best two or three teams for the next eight to ten years, I, like, and I'm pretty confident in that, just because of the way that they won this, the the way their offense was set up. Like, um, obviously, they lose Tyree Kill this year. They come in. I mean, in the Super Bowl, they were pretty run heavy. You have Pacheco, uh, you know, and you have like more tight end. Like, I think it's called like what twelve personnel or something. I don't know. They have like two tight ends at certain times. Just like the way they're able to win, the coaching staff they have, they have Mahomes, like. I don't know. Like, I think they're going to be really good for a while. But what about some of these other teams? Like, the Bengals, we, we talked about them. We don't have to keep talking about the Bengals specifically. But, like, the Eagles. Where do the Eagles go from here? Obviously, they were built on this incredible offensive line. Obviously, it's pretty unrealistic to expect them to, to just keep this whole team together. They're not going to with all this talent they have. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see, like, how other teams go through with their team building. And who can kind of... I mean, the Chiefs are the team to beat. What is the formula to beat the chiefs, and I think a lot of the teams are going to be thinking about that in the off season,
1: yeah, Trevor, so I think this is you know the time you really want to look at the salary cap because this is. This is really where you can see like a good outlook on teams moving forward because you can take their current team depending on how much salary cap they have. That kind of you can see if they're gonna get better, stay the same, or get worse. You know, teams that have a lot of players signed uh, don't have a lot of salary cap will be relatively the same. And you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious: more salary cap, less players signed. They gotta fill it. More salary cap, same players signed. They have the ability to do stuff. Let's look at like a team like the Bengals. The Bengals next year have 53 players signed on their active roster. They have 36 million. Uh, in cap space. That's six in the league. The Bengals are going to get better next year. I think the Bengals have a real, real good shot at winning the Super Bowl. Now you look at a team like the Chiefs that, that just won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have 48 players signed and they have half a million dollars of cap room. So they need to make some reconstructions happen uh, to get this roster on track to kind of at least stay the same. I don't see the Eagles getting way, or, or excuse me, the Chiefs getting way better. The Chiefs are going to kind of stay the same. Um, now, you know, it's going to be a question, can they keep up with some of these other AFC North teams? You look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are ninth in cap room at $26 million. If they extend Lamar, the Ravens are going to get better next year. Uh, now, long-term, a little bit different story. If they have to franchise tag Lamar, the Ravens will objectively get worse next year. They will not be able to keep as all the players they have. Um, so it's going to be different. You look at the Eagles. We were just talking about the Eagles. The Eagles um, have three hundred million $300,000 a cap room, and they have 69 players on the active roster. So they're going to be able to cut some players down um, and relatively keep the same team, with the exception of guys on new contracts. They have a lot of guys, especially on that D-line, that they signed on one-year deals, Ndamukong Su. Players like that, Hassan Reddick, who are going to get more money where they go, that they are unable to sign, re-sign those guys. So they have to rely on the young talent like Jordan Davis. You know, you look at a team like the Buffalo Bills, who are $18 in cap room with 53 players on the roster. The, the Bills are at a very impactful point. They are also on that Josh Allen contract. So, Ben, the Bills right now are the Bengals' future in three years. The Bills have a lot of cap they need to make up, and they got a lot of players they need to cut. The Bills objectively will be worse than they are this year how they're able to make you know the cap work and get back to that point is going to be a different story. They'll still have Josh Allen. They'll still have Stephon Diggs. They're still going to be a good team. But are they going to be as good? Are they going to be a better team? I don't know. I think the Bengals specifically have a, a very good outlook moving into next year. Um, in fact, I would argue, um, like, I, I think it's impossible not to put the Chiefs at one. They just won a Super Bowl. The Bengals, to me, are a clear second-best team in the league going into next season. Um, and I don't even think it's that close. I think the Bengals have a super super good outlook and are going to be a really good football team next year, especially with how their cap situation is. Um, so yeah, there's the little cap rundown. Right ben, do you want to, any any final comments, especially that we, I just talked about the Bengals a little bit?
2: I mean, I, I think you're you're disrespecting the Denver Broncos, who are clearly going to be a like Super Bowl <laughs> favorite next year, just like last year. I mean, they have Russell Wilson as quarterback. I mean, I don't know how you cannot. Assume that they're going to win twelve. Games. You know what's
1: interesting is if if they didn't have Russell Wilson at quarterback, I actually think their outlook would be so good. They have decent cap room. They have a, almost twelve million dollars of cap room with Russ's contract. If they had like let's say they just had any quarterback, like it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like let's say they're drafting a quarterback, they're actively going to draft a quarterback this year, and they just didn't have Russell's contract. They'd have like forty million dollars in cap room on a rookie quarterback with a solid offense uh Javante Williams is a great 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 running back they have good receivers and Corlin's son Jerry Judy um they 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 have like a solid offense um it's just that Russell Wilson is horrendous um so I think that there is a uh there's a chance they get better we'll see if uh new coach and stuff Nathaniel Hackett clearly wasn't it we'll see if a uh, new coach helps out um with the broncos they very well could be a lot better and their cat situation is not terrible so i don't know ben maybe maybe uh trevor any final thoughts here before we move on no i I think that's about it i'm I'm just gonna be interested to
0: see like what what teams do um you know in the offseason obviously like i said and you know obviously you you are the cap expert on this podcast so uh i thought that was some good insight
1: you just provided yeah we could definitely do, like, when it gets closer, I we could definitely do, like, a whole segment. We probably could do multiple segments, because I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of teams that are going to, like, like you know, one team, Trevor, that's probably in the worst position is the, the Buccaneers. The Bucs. Yeah, they are in uh, one of the worst cap situations I've ever seen in my life. It's not as bad as it was... Uh, before Tom Brady retired, if Tom Brady didn't retire and he went to a different team or stayed on the Bucs, they would be in so much trouble. They would have been like almost minus sixty in in the in like like sixty million dollars in the negative, with a full roster of players. They would have to cut so many guys. It would have been a mess. Now they're going to be like minus thirty five or something. I think is what the number is, which is still bad, uh, but not quite as bad. So yeah, they're in a they're in a bad situation. When we get closer, we can we can really look into it um, because there's going to be some interesting teams out there um that are in some pretty terrible situations um and we'll definitely have some fun talking about that um but let's move on here that'll be a, a, a later topic to a uh, college basketball trevor we got an early bracket reveal which i want to put out i didn't even know how long have they been doing this trevor um
0: i i feel like they just started like in the last couple years like it's pretty recent um so maybe the last maybe last year or the year before i'm not really sure but I,
2: but 2020 was the first year i remember them doing it okay because i had a team that i cared about what, what was going on <laughs> yeah but other than that other than that i i don't remember them it's definitely more De- definitely them.
1: like big big props to the committee for doing this because this is really really awesome but we got uh the top 16 teams top four seats in each region um as it sits right now today well i guess not today whenever this came out uh was it yesterday? Did it come out yesterday? Or two days I think ago? It was, I think it was yesterday in the morning. This says 22 hours ago. So, yeah, it appears like it was, yeah. it was yesterday. Um, this article was written 22 hours ago. So, Trevor, little rundown. What were your thoughts on this? Do you think the committee did a good job? Do you think the committee sucks? What do you, what do you think here?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. So, it, we could just go through the rundown real quick. The one seeds, and I'll just say this in order. The one seeds were Alabama, Houston, Kansas, or uh, Purdue, then Kansas. Uh, the two seeds were Texas, Arizona, Baylor, UCLA. The three seeds: uh, Tennessee, Virginia, Iowa State, and Kansas State. And then the four seeds were Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier. So, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I think the first thing that jumps out is that I believe five Big Twelve teams are in the top ten, uh, top twelve. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's top 12, which is pretty wild. You have Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State, Iowa State, all five of them in the top 12. So, shows how strong the Big 12 is. Also shows how strong just like the committee values the Big 12 because, I mean, Iowa State putting them at 11 overall, putting them as a three seed. I think in the AP poll, they're like 19th. Um So, it's clear that, you know, the committee's kind of valuing like the the strength of schedule that some of these Big 12 teams have playing in that conference. I think that's interesting. Um, looking at the number one seeds, again, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, Kansas. Um, Purdue, obviously, two losses in a row. Um, they now fall to third overall. They would have been number one overall, but they had another loss to Indiana. Purdue, by the way, i got to say I'm a little, little concerned about Purdue. I, I don't fully two see straight it with losses. them. Um, the guard play I, I don't think is great. I think... You know, there's a point when a team can go on a run, like an opposing team, and and you have to have like solid guards that can kind of like keep it together, stop the bleeding, stuff like that. I don't really feel like Purdue has that. I mean, I I know these freshman guards, Braden Smith, like they've been playing well this season. Obviously, you know they're they're twenty three and four for a reason, but I just don't necessarily see it. When you're built around like a big like Zach Eady, it's just like I feel like there's a lot of ways that things can go wrong in the in the NCAA tournament. So. A little concerned about them, but um as far as the like where how they see these, I mean, I'm not as in depth with like looking at resumes to know what's right or wrong, but um just looking at some of these storylines and the trends that we're seeing, um, it's always fun to see. Um, what else could I point out? Baylor, a team who is surging a little bit. They're they're now at seven. They did lose to Kansas yesterday, they had an early lead, but they blew it. Kansas had a big comeback. Um, I, I would say, I guess if I'm looking at like the teams that I trust the most right now, because Ben and I, uh, we've talked about this. We both had Houston as our preseason prediction. I still think Houston is one of the, I would say two best teams. I think it's them and Alabama and they are ranked number one and two for a reason. Um, I, I think those are the two most solid teams. They both have really good guard play. Um, you know, good coaches. They're so well-rounded, Alabama in particular has, I think, good front court play. Maybe a little bit more of a weakness for Houston. But Houston is just, they're, they're more experienced than Alabama. So you, you could call that like a trade-off. Houston's more experienced, but Bama's overall a little bit more talented. Um, both those teams are so solid. Outside of that, I think Kansas looks good, but it's not, they're not quite as consistent as those other two teams. Purdue, I'm, I'm just a little, I don't know, I'm a little worried about them. I think another team that jumps out to me. I kind of feel like this is my instinct. I haven't looked deep. Again, I haven't looked at all these teams' resumes, but I feel like UCLA is a little low here. UCLA is number eight. Um, from what I remember, Like UCLA doesn't have any bad losses. They have a couple good wins. I, I feel like they should be a little bit higher than eight. I- I- UCLA is another team that I kind of believe in with like the roster they have in place, Mick Cronin is the coach. I feel like they have a really good shot as well to go for in the tournament and just... Uh, my feeling on their resume is that I feel like they should be a little bit higher than that. So another thing that stood out to me, but again, it's just really good to get this bracket reveal um, out in mid-February because, you know, we just had the Super Bowl. It's over now. We're fully into basketball season. And this is when I think the majority of people really start to get into to basketball. I mean, we're getting closer to March. So I think this was the perfect time to release this bracket as well. So it's just really fun because it gives us another thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I I, I want to go to you, Ben. I'm interested in what you think about that Midwest region, that four seed. What do you think about that team, uh, if you're looking at it? If you're not, I'll tell you what team it is. Um, do you, do, I'm not looking it, at it. It's so uh, what Xavier. It what are your thoughts on Xavier as the, the 16th team in this bracket?
2: I think it's disgusting. I think it's an embarrassment to the to the, the committee, <laughs> and I think it kind of discredits <laughs> the reputation that they are trying to uphold. Well, <laughs> um, absolutely embarrassing that you'd put, put that garbage program in, in the top 16. <laughs> Um, are they a good team? Maybe. Do they have a cheater as a head coach? Absolutely. That is 100% confirmed by the FBI. So um, again, like I, I think it's embarrassing if they're, if they're even in the tournament, because if we're talking about college athletics and, right and you know, the, the purity of, of college athletics as a whole, yep. I think it's embarrassing to have, to have the man Sean Miller as a, you know, a part of the, the biggest, the biggest moment of your, of your season. Right. So um, again, that's, that's on them. That's, that's their decision that they're, they're the ones that have to live with that. But again, if, if I was in that situation, I don't think I could morally come to allow a, a, a cheater like that to be part of, of my billion-dollar event that I hold every year.
1: That was a wonderful 45-second rant there. Uh, <laughs> all right, Trevor, let's let's move on. Are there any any games you want to talk about from this past week? I know we, we got Purdue losing a couple times. We saw Baylor get taken down by Kansas. Anything you want to talk about specifically?
0: Yeah, Purdue's the big one. I, I kind of already mentioned it. They lost to Indiana. Indiana, at one point in that game, went on a 29-4 to run uh just absolutely nuts completely flipped the game uh Purdue had like a I don't know eight point lead and and then and then Indiana completely flipped it um Kansas Baylor another big game yesterday um again like Baylor had a pretty big lead they looked really good their guard play I mean Keontae George another standout performance for him despite the loss I think he had uh, I believe twenty points in the win. Yeah, twenty points, five rebounds. So Keontae George, um, a guy who's a likely lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft, really good performance. Adam Flagler at twenty-two points, but Kansas has the second half run. Jalen Wilson again, the model of consistency in college basketball. Jalen Wilson again, twenty-one points, thirteen rebounds after the slow start, um, and and Kansas just continues to like like you know Kansas at home is is it's kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of like imminent that even if they're down, they could be down double digits. Kansas can be on 20 points at home. And I f- I feel like I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm like, I don't know, Kansas, they're at home. They could still come back even if they're down 20, 25 points. It's always possible because it seems like they do this a lot. They they go down, but if they're at home, they always find the ways to win. So that's, that's always interesting with Kansas. Um, other than that, I mean – Those were kind of the biggest games of the day yesterday. I guess the only other one I can mention is Kentucky. Um, They got an upset win over Tennessee, 66-54. So Tennessee, um, another team that's kind of reeling a little bit. I don't really have a ton of faith in Tennessee necessarily. I think I'm lower on them than other people are, and and now they've lost a couple here lately. So Tennessee is struggling a little bit
1: more. Interesting, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like Tennessee and Kentucky, like, aren't that far apart and obviously you know kentucky took home the 12 point win um just yesterday uh so i don't know, see we've talked about this but this this man's this basketball season just seems crazy like it just seems like so much is happening um so we'll see how it turns out um let's move along here if that's all right trevor unless you want is there any other contest ball you want to talk about should i ask nope We're all right open. perfect Let's move along here uh, to the NBA. Talk a little bit about All Star Weekend. Um, you know, the last two days we've had the you know, two of the three days of All Star Weekend. We had the celebrity game, of course. Then yesterday we had the dunk contest, three point competition. Um, I unfortunately did not get to catch enough of this. I did rewatch the dunks. Most of them were not good, uh, but Mac McClung definitely seemed like a uh, a, a good winner. Uh, Trevor, any thoughts on the competition before we you know we have a little special game to play?
0: Yeah, so on All-Star Weekend, uh, we, we had a couple good events. Um, on, on Friday, I, I did enjoy the Rising Stars Challenge. I thought that was fun. We had Jose Alvarado, really the star of the show, because uh, Jose Alvarado, he plays hard regardless of the circumstance. So even if it's in a showcase game, he's still trying to like uh, steal the ball as soon as it's inbounded. He's trying to like sneak up on you and steal it. And he was the star of the show. They had him mic'd up in I think one of the first games and I think he scored like 13 points in a row or or something like that I don't know what it was but he was like on fire and he was mic'd up so he was like you could hear him like talking on defense and stuff while he was playing which was really fun to see um with the events last night uh the skills challenge first of all has to go we it's terrible particularly this year it was terrible it has to be replaced with something again why can't we get I know players probably won't want to do it, but a one-on-one tournament, we, we need to make it happen. Incentivize them, pay them, I don't know, maybe a maybe million dollars, or maybe you could say 10 million for the winner. I don't know how you can make you know some of the best players play, but I want to see a one-on-one tournament. It, it's got to happen. Um, but the skills challenge, it's, it's not good. Um, we did have the three-point, which, you know, the three-point, I think, of all of the events, the three-point's the most consistent. You know, the three-point is usually almost always good, at least. Maybe it's not great, but it's at least always good. And I thought this one was one of the better ones we've seen recently. uh, We had the finalists were Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Damian Lillard. And Buddy Heald, he shot first. He had the score to beat 25. And Damian Lillard, in in the Weber State jersey, um, went on a, a rally late. He hit the last money ball on his last rack, which gave him the win. Twenty six points was was quite. It was just a lot of fun to see Damian Lillard finally get that uh, three point contest trophy. Um, Obviously, it seemed like he kind of wanted it bad. I think this was the third time he competed in it, and he wanted to win it. And I think that you know, it, it. I think it matters because. As he said, a lot of the greatest shooters like Steph Curry or Larry Bird or Klay Thompson or whoever, you know, you could go down the list. A lot of the best shooters in NBA history did win a three-point contest. So I think it's good to see that Damian Lillard got um, this trophy here. Um, you know, I know it's in, in, in the large part. It doesn't actually mean that much. It doesn't actually, like, affect a ton of things. But it's, you know, it's cool to have and seem seemed like that mattered to him. As far as the dunk contest... Um, I thought it was really good. you know. Honestly, I, I went into it. I looked at the participants. I was like, okay, we got Mac McClung, we got Trey Murphy, we got uh, Kenny Martin Jr., and we got Jericho Sims. I was like, uh, I don't feel good about this going in. I don't think this is going to be very good. I had low expectations going in. And those little expectations um, made for me being pretty happy with with the results because it was pretty good, I thought. Uh, Mac McClung, in particular, he won it, obviously well-deserved. He had three of the best, probably the three best dunks in the entire contest. In particular, the one where he uh, tapped the backboard, I thought was probably the best dunk in the entire contest. Um, he brought out the style, the creativity. I thought that was a dunk we haven't seen before. He also had the, the double pump uh, under, I think it was, um, that he had. And then yeah. the last dunk, he brought out his high school jersey, Gate City, which uh, I personally loved because Mac McClung is the guy who uh, we have seen on YouTube, on Instagram, all over with his high but school highlights like five, six years ago. So it was awesome to see him get the win. And it's just kind of wild to think about like Mac McClung, like back in 2017, 2018, just watching him on YouTube. And now he's winning the slam dunk contest.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. It it was, and uh, Trevor, we talked about this before the podcast. It's so interesting to see these guys who've been following for like six, seven years. Like before, they're well known people. It's just like us liking high school sports and, and college sports. Like, following these guys and now they're doing big things in the league. It's, like, really, really interesting to see. I was talking about some football players that, that, um, that like, I saw. It, it was super, super interesting um, to, to see. So, congrats to him. Um, all right. I think it's time for a little game, Trevor. What, what do you think? Yes, sir. I'm excited. So, here's what we're going to do. We are going to be Team LeBron and Team Giannis, and we're going to draft... Uh, the players like they would in the draft later we'll see you know how our draft compares to the live draft tonight and then Ben will pick uh which team he thinks is the winning team um so it says for fun not you know anything like too too serious but it, it'll be a good time so trevor it seems like we're gonna start and Ben you're you're tracking down the names right
2: yes perfect correct. Perfect. I'm, I gotta pull it up perfect perfect
1: go. so we are starting with the reserves because that's how they're doing it this year correct yes. So, um, I, do we know I'm team, I I should say this, I'm team LeBron. So I already have LeBron on my team, Trevor's team, Giannis. Um, who has the first pick and what is the one you prefer? Would you rather have first pick of, uh, the starters or the reserves? I definitely prefer one of them, but I will, I will. Yeah.
0: So I think I want to say they're doing it by leading vote getter, which I don't know who had the most votes. I'm going to guess it's LeBron, but I really do not know. Yeah. But um uh, how about how about I just let you pick whatever one you want
1: to go first on and then I'll go
0: first on the other one that
1: like All right, are you gonna... okay. All right, I would like to go first on the starters. Okay. Cool. So it is so team I Trevor will Who is your start. Uh do we know is it just 1 1 1 1 or is it like 1 2 2 or like It's 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 1 it's just... 1. It's a seven. Okay, cool. It's Okay, cool. An, cool. Yeah, all right, Trevor, you're up.
0: All right, so the reserves I am Giannis, and I get the first pick. So uh for the reserves i mean obviously i got to think i got to always keep in mind like i'm building a team here so how am i going to get this to fit really good around giannis um obviously giannis in my opinion being the best player in the nba already does give me a slight advantage over you um does not it does not, but, it does not. <laughs> but nevertheless here um i'm looking through here and i think ah oh man i don't know if they're a good fit together but this guy is the best player available in my opinion as a reserve so i think i have to take him just because like man that would be i mean he's a he's a reserve is this correct do you see wait i think this is wrong the list i have here because do you have joel Embiid as a starter yeah he is a starter yeah he's a starter okay Okay, see this this thing's throwing me off a little bit but anyway um so he's not available i'm going to pick let's see I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard as my first pick. Okay. I think. Right. Uh Yeah, Damian
1: Lillard. That's gonna be my first pick here. I I also would have taken Damian Lillard first. Um, the person I will take second. This this will be an easy one. I'll take SGA. Give me Shea Shea Gilgis Alexander. Easy pick. All right. Dude, you're gonna make me type that whole. Just thing? Just do SGA.
2: Just do SGA. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. A, I don't know how to spell any of these dudes' names. If we're being honest. <laughs> yeah you can just don't do worry it. about me though don't Brandon SJ. don't worry about me Brandon I know you are don't, I know you're worrying about me don't worry about me all right, all
1: right I was a little worried so. but we'll be good
2: all right Trevor to you all right. all right so Trevor's winning this draft by the way so far, Trevor's winning this draft <laughs> so <laughs> all right
0: so I got Dame um next pick I'm gonna go with uh Jalen Brown I'll go That's with Jalen Brown I would
1: next. next I would have also it's taken him you. next um, okay. I like the Jan Brown pick. I like both of your picks. I would have done exa- everything that's happened is exactly how I would do it so far. Alrighty. Who do I want to go with? There's two players that I want. I'm trying to decide who, which one of them I'm going to take. Um. I think I'm going to go with this player. Ah, there's kind of three players I want. I'll take this player. I'll take Bam out of Bio. Ooh, okay. I like it.
0: Take Bam. I like I that. that size. Honestly, that was probably going to be my next pick. Not. I not I lie. thought so. I thought so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's okay, two other so players I, I like a
1: lot too. I would take one or two other players.
0: Okay, so I have Dame and I have Jalen Brown. Um, wanted to get Bam as a big, but couldn't get him. Um, I think you know what th- this guy's had a really good season. Um, I, I, like what he can do, you know, passing the ball, um, offensively. I'm going to take Damonis Sabonis. I think that would be oh, an interesting okay. fit, uh, you know, in, in a bench lineup
1: with Dame and Jalen Brown. So I'll take Sabonis. He would have been third. I think there's two other guys I would want over him. Uh, the number one guy I would have taken next and I'm going to take him is Tyrese Halliburton. Nice. I mean Tyrese. Yeah.
0: That's a great he pick as had well. He an insane year. Yeah, for sure. I I think the reserves are definitely, and I think overall, well, the reserves in particular are guard heavy. Um, A lot of the forwards are, that are the best players or starters. Um, So yeah, you get Halliburton. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, let's see, who do I want next? Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Paul George. Paul George, very, very switchable wing. Um, I I don't know. I I think it'd be a good fit having him, Jalen Brown, you have Dame Sabonis. Yeah, I'll take
1: Paul George. Um, so the guy I thought you're gonna take, I'm gonna take because I like him a lot. I'm gonna take Jaron Jackson Jr. Nice. JJJ. I love me a little really Jaron Jackson. Alright. Jaron Jackson
0: for you. That means I am up, and so far I have Dame Brown, Sabonis Paul George. Okay. Um hmm. This is I gotta think about this because like I need I do need size. I definitely do. Um but there's other guys that I would like to have as well. Um I'm gonna go ahead, I'll I'll take um I'm gonna take Pascal Siakam. I think Pascal Siakam okay. he can play, you know, this is a little bit more of a small ball team, I guess, in the reserves, but I'll take Pascal Siakam. Uh, you know, he's had a really good year for the Raptors.
1: Okay. I like that. I will take one of my favorite players in the NBA. I'm gonna take De'Aaron Fox. There it is.
2: I was waiting for you to take I,
1: I definitely wanted De'Aaron Fox, want a and Fox on this team. Mm-hmm. You that knew I was going to take him then.
2: You knew it. I know. I was waiting. I was about to just type him in. I was waiting for you to, to say, hey. I
1: know you <laughs> he, like he's, my, he's probably my second favorite player in the game. Uh, probably my third favorite player in the game.
0: Yeah. So are we, and we didn't really uh, discuss this, but this is more of like, Like when Ben determines this, is this more of like who would win an all-star game or who would win like an actual game? I we did not
1: label. Ben can choose whatever team he (laughs) would like. I mean, we already know who he's going to choose. (laughs) I mean, but he can choose. We don't know that. He can choose whatever he likes. This this is not a. Maybe he just likes one team better. Maybe he thinks one team's gonna win. For sure. Okay.
2: I'm very unbiased, but one team has LeBron James, which helps yes. a lot. <laughs> I knew what <it>. I <laughs> yeah, was setting myself up for
1: success. We'll, we'll, we'll put it that far, you know.
2: But but the other team has Trevor as their captain, and I like him a lot that's too. That's true. So. so it evens it out. Well, who do you like more, LeBron yeah. or Trevor? Um, that's, is the question. that's tough, dude. I'm. What I, I think I'm. I've I've made it very clear. I'm Team Trevor. I don't. I've never really talked about being Team LeBron. So I guess Trevor.
1: we'll, okay, we'll find out pretty soon.
2: Alright, so four four players left. It
0: looks like we have DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Edwards, uh Drew Holiday, and Julius Randall left. Um, so I'm gonna take hmm. I'm gonna take Anthony Edwards. I, oh, I love Anthony I Edwards. Um, you know, I just think especially the last couple months now, he's been awesome.
1: So I'm gonna take him. That's who I wanted. That's that's really who I wanted. All right, I need another guard. I, I think I'm going to take Drew Holiday here. That's who I think All I'm going right. to take. Drew Holiday.
0: All right, Drew Holiday. So then of the two guys, it's either DeMar or Pascal. I'm going to take, um or not Pascal, Julius Randle. I'm going to take Julius Randle. I need another big. Um, I already have a lot of really solid guards, so I'm going to take Julius Randle.
1: All right, and I guess that leads me with DeMar DeRozan. You know? Yes, sir. Uh, which I am content with. <clears throat> All right, so I get the uh, the first pick here, right? Yes, you do. And, uh, the starters. I I feel like there's an obvious starter, is there not, Trevor? I
0: mean, I don't know. There's there's like a I don't I don't know who I would pick first. To be honest with you,
1: I I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, this guy's probably gonna win MVP again. I'm gonna take Nikola Jokic. That's okay.
0: So Jokic with LeBron. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I have Giannis. I think with Giannis as my... If if I was LeBron, I'd probably make a different pick. But since I'm Giannis, I'm going to take Luka Doncic with oh, my first pick. That's who I wanted
1: to take next. That is who I wanted. Yeah. I really wanted him. Okay, Um. so here's the question here. Do I take... What type of player am I going to take here? I could really... Put you in a bad position and take a certain player, or I could take my favorite player that's here. Ben, what should I do? Should I put Trevor in a bad position, or should I take the player like that, that is like my favorite?
2: I'm all about playing defense, so you should put Trevor. All right, bad. I'm going to take Joel Embiid. <laughs> defense wins championships. I'm going to take Joel Embiid. <laughs> okay, I'm going big. I, that's, that's, so, a, that's a good pick. That puts Trevor you in, in a bad position. With the first reserve. So
1: I thought I was going to get Luca. Me... I thought I, I this is why I chose the starters, because I was like, I'm gonna take one of the bigs and I'm gonna take Luca. You're gonna have to take a big.
0: <laughs> so you're gonna have Jokic, Embiid, and LeBron. You're gonna have oh, Jokic and yeah. two centers and then LeBron. Yeah, give it okay. to me. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you take Embiid. Um that would have been my next pick. Um, I, but, I'm aware. <laughs> but so now you know, strategy just has to shift a little bit. So I got Giannis, I got Luca um I'm just gonna take the best player available and I think um yeah he is the best player available I'm gonna take Jason Tatum Jason Tatum um another switchable really good defender really good offensive player I think with Giannis with Luca, I think that'll work
1: I think that'll be a good fit I like that because I did well I wanted him but not next I'm gonna take my favorite player I got both of them Benny I would take John Morant all right Give me Ja. And there is another player that I want. And I think you could figure out pretty quickly who I want. So don't take the player I want. Okay. So I have, as
0: my starter so far, I have Giannis, Luca, Tatum. So I'm going to put, um, Luca's going to be my point guard. Tatum's going to be, well, Tatum might be my four. I don't know. Giannis might be my center. Uh, but here I have three options. It's either uh, Kyrie uh, Lori Markkinen or Donovan Mitchell? So this one for me is a very easy decision. I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to slide him in at the two guard, and he's going to play next to uh, Luca, and it's going to be insane. Uh, I don't know how you're going to guard it.
1: I don't know how you're guarding my team. You've got no bigs. I uh, I wanted Donovan Mitchell. I'm not going to lie to you. I do need to take a guard. Um, so unfortunately, I have to take Kyrie Irving, and you will take Markin. Um, yes. but yeah, no, there's, there's, I mean, my starters at least destroy your starters. That's, that's a fact. I don't think so. I, <laughs> I, I'm just going to pass the, who's guarding Jokic in a bead? Who's guarding him?
0: Who's guarding Jokic? Well, so Giannis is going to guard Joel Embiid. All
2: right. And then,
0: uh, and then I'm going to have to, I mean, it's going to have to be Lori Mark. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to have to be, but the thing is with Jokic, like, yeah, I mean, in the post, if he beats you, I might have to deal with that. But on, but on my end. Like having Giannis, the best player in my opinion in the NBA. Uh, I mean, I yeah, don't know. You're gonna have to build three, that though. wall we're, to stop. We're playing him. a
1: two-three. You're you're in trouble. Giannis isn't doing anything. We're playing a two-three. A two, a two no, 3 two-three. No three one's zone. driving down. Actually, we're gonna play a three-two. We're gonna play a three-two. We're
2: just gonna throw. Well, a... Dude, it doesn't matter. In what that case, you play. they're not gonna play it anyway.
0: In that case, I have Luca, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell just raining threes.
2: No, no, no. We're playing That's a three-two. You're not hitting
0: threes.
1: You're not hitting Laurie, threes. We're playing a three-two. Putting the two bigs down, LeBron's right Laurie, in the middle, putting the two guards on the outsides.
0: Laurie Markkinen can hit threes too. He was doing pretty well in the three-point contest last
1: night. So. Well, yeah, he, I, here's what's I like, what's gonna I like happen. my team. Here's what's going to happen. My team's going to win. But, Ben, it goes to you. What is the determination? Who wins this draft based on whatever you'd like to base it off of?
2: This is tough. Um, So my thing with the NBA All-Star game is like, the actual talent that you have on the floor doesn't matter because everyone's good. So it really comes down to well, who I think is going to try and who's not going to try. Um, Luka Doncic gives me big try yeah. vibes, but he has been kind of hurt this year, Trevor. So I don't know. Maybe he takes it easy. Um, but he but he's usually a guy that that'll throw up like a, like ten threes or something. Um, Donovan Mitchell again, he he gives me try hard vibes and in a good mm-hmm. way, not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, John Morant always he's always going to try his hardest, so I think I think that's a, that's a big win for for Brandon there. Kyrie Irving typically tries, but well, eh. he's kind of a weird dude, yeah, and I, I don't I'm, really know. I'm not with brain, you on that. On I think brain.
1: Kyrie's a not try.
2: <laughs> well, I'm saying usually he puts on a great show for the All Star. He's the perfect that is kind of true. Person for an he doesn't only do he, well in yeah. the All Star. He, he is the most athletic person on on the court most most times. Um, But his brain's kind of weird, and I don't really know what's going through his head, so I don't know. Um, And I'm really just basing this off of starters because like. The starters get most of the minutes. Well, yeah, the, I, have two guys. I have Damien Lillard. I have Damien Lillard so off I'm You're right. Let's talk about this. You I do. Think, but here's the <laughs> thing.
1: I think Trevor beats me in the reserves, but I think I destroy him in the starters.
2: No. But starters starters get most of the minutes. Pretty much the whole fourth quarter it's just the starters and that's just like how it is. You, you deserve to be out there most of the game as starters. So the reserves like, yeah, you will get Damien Lillard, you'll get some I, I, might play, I might play Dame in time, reserves, I might play Damien crunch time then. I might play Damien crunch time. You're it, it I mean, you can, but <laughs> The game doesn't actually matter, so you're probably just going to play your starters. <laughs> um, but your bias towards Damian Lowe is showing a little bit, Trevor. He's one of the uh, best 10 players in the NBA. So, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I had to guess, like, again, usually you just get, like, one dude that's going to go for, like, 40 just because, like, they're trying way harder than everyone else. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, try, I'm just trying to make a guess of who I think that's going to be today. Um, who who won the MVP last year, Trevor? Do you know? Can I you know. tell me? Do you know that off the top of your head? I do.
1: Because um, I have, I have, Steph, I have, I have a
2: guess of who's going to win it this year. But the issue is, if they won it I last year, which it. I feel like they did for some reason, then I'm not going to pick them again. But if it was Steph, then I'm not. Worried. I mean, I Jokic is going to win it bad. this year. No. Well, okay, so I, no, exactly. I have. I, I also want to point you know, out Jokic prediction. has won
1: the last two MVPs. It was not Steph. Oh, uh, okay, okay.
2: The All Star game MVPs?
1: Oh, I was thought you were talking about MVP MVPs. No, oh. All star all star No, I don't care about it. actual oh, this is a this is a fake basketball MVP. game. I don't care about Robots. Yeah. Jokic is in.
2: Jokic is the one won last year. Was it LeBron? LeBron last year was, was Steph. in Cleveland. I didn't know if Steph. he won. Um, yeah. okay, okay. So I'm not worried about that. Okay. So I think it's gonna be Donovan Mitchell this year. So I'm gonna pick Team Trevor just because Donovan Mitchell gives he me He does give I don't know, I like thirty five in an all star game vibes today. He gives me he just gives me that vibe to like, having a great year. Yeah. And they're yeah, and they're in Salt Lake City. Perfect. I didn't even think about that. Um, I'm that's my official prediction for for All Star Game MVP, which which means I'm just gonna, I guess I'll just have to say Team Trevor wins this draft or whatever. Interesting. Whatever the win, winning is. Um, but again, Brandon has LeBron, so his team's better, just automatically. There we go. But I think I'll take that. Donna, I think Trevor has the MVP. So so so, so Brandon's I'll take, I'll take team is better, him. but my team wins.
1: It's
0: like the Chiefs Eagles. Brandon's the Eagles. I'm the Chiefs. The Eagles are better, but the Chiefs win anyway.
2: Again, this is like not a real basketball game, so it, it so does right. not matter who has the better team.
1: <laughs> hey, I will take that. Um,
2: but but uh, but I will say Brandon, LeBron James is pretty good. Like his team I feel like usually wins in Yeah, he's things. never lost. Um, he's since a terrible GM in real life, but like but for fake basketball games, he's Since a great they've team. drafted so, in I don't know. Since they've
1: drafted in the All-Star games, he's never lost.
2: Isn't that crazy? Um, so maybe this is the year, maybe maybe uh, maybe LeBron finally takes down an Allen All-Star game. Well, we but gotta, gotta see what they draft. To we gotta the see
1: way. their draft. This isn't their draft,
2: you know. That's true. And I, I think I actually think um, well, right, I'll I'll book it right here. If he if he gets Donovan Mitchell, his team's winning. Guaranteed. Right, I like that. I uh, feel like he is
1: gonna get Donovan Mitchell. But
2: I will say, I like the idea of them doing the draft literally after right the game starts. Because it's it's more of like if they're trying to go for like that schoolyard pick-em type thing, like yeah. that's more true to the actual idea. Um, and it doesn't allow them to, like, practice w- with one another. It's just straight up pick up basketball, and I love it. Yeah,
1: that. I, I agree.
2: I agree completely.
1: All right, well, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up the episode there for today, um, <coughs> as long as there's nothing else you guys want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, go check out our website, thesmallballers.com. Um, we work very hard on the website. Go check it out. We write a lot of articles. Um, of course, follow us on Twitter, at thesmallballer. Keep up to date when all the podcasts go live. Subscribe to the podcast and leave five-star review. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.
0: Go Falcons!